0: you're listening to bits and pieces on sunrise robot i'm one of your hosts michael edwards from denver colorado and i'm at duncan out of Gels in, in germany and we thrive on the support of our listeners so head to sunriserobot.net support and see some ways you can help us out For episode 49, or 7 squared, as I try to say often, uh, we've got some follow-up, uh, some Baboom follow-up. So tell us about it, man.
1: Yeah, I just wanted to talk a little bit about Baboom because I think they're still cool. Um, we talked about this in, in a recent episode that, um, yeah, I was chatting with one of the devs and I thought, yeah, I might as well just put all my stuff there. I mean, what is there to lose? There's only stuff to gain. And, now I've put everything I have on my band camp except for that one rat tat fake song. Uh, I put it all on Baboom now and it's actually really getting some attention on there. Um, they picked my, my album, uh, or my EP, Shadow of the Sky, as a staff pick. So if you go on like the Discover, the, the front page, it's somewhere down there. Very um, cool. not very prominently featured, but it's in there. Definitely. Um, it's also not hidden. Let, let me say it like this. <laughs> um, and I also, like, you regularly get statements from them um because it works a little bit like Bandcamp. They don't collect the money and then pay it out at the end of the month. They always pay you um when people buy your music. But then I th- they also, like, pay for the streams as well. And, um yeah, it's safe to say for now, Um I don't have any numbers from Spotify yet. That happens next month. But so far, Boom has thrown some money at me and, i won't complain about that um but yeah what's more important to me is like th- there's actually attention being given there um something that i assumed would happen because it's more like an indie platform it's not like spotify where all the big artists are like but boom it's it's more about people who are into niches anyway so yeah i like it on there i feel comfy there and um i also like the interface now um there are some there's some stuff that when you click on it, it still gives you that modal of oh yeah, you need to get pro to to achieve that feat uh. to to get access to that. Um, now there isn't a lot that I really would want, so I'm like ah, oh, I, I don't want to pay for this like we have with SoundCloud, which we're going to talk about later, mm-hmm. um, where they hide, hide the most basic stuff behind a paywall. I'm I'm okay with the, the stuff that they give you for free on Baboom. boom. Um, so, but has it changed much that, since yeah, launch?
0: Like the interface.
1: Um, I haven't used it much at launch. Um, it seems like it hasn't changed much, but um, I feel like if, the, if it has, hasn't changed much, it started out very great because, uh, um, yeah, the interface, I like it. Um, except for the, this every once in a while you click on something and it's telling you to get Pro it's fine. It works. I haven't had any uh, errors with it. Um there, There's one thing, though, if you want to upload your own music as an artist. So they have this feature where you can upload songs yourself for, for your own library as a user, which is the button in the top right, which is like a cloud with an up arrow. Um Every time I wanted to upload one of my songs or like an EP or an album i clicked on that thing first uploaded it and then wondered yeah why can't i make a release now it's because i put that in my library to stream off of like Uh you would do on like google play music or apple music and yeah you have to go into the music menu on the left which i guess you only see as an artist like it's artist management here and then i had to re-upload everything again but um yeah that was my mistake um because of, obviously they wouldn't feature this uh so prominently in the top bar because how yeah, often would you most of their the users room?
0: aren't creators probably
1: right um so yeah um i have i have some numbers here right now in all all the time that my stuff's on there i already got 1700 plays, nice. which is not nothing no, no, um, no. it it's it's about the same i got on my album on youtube alone which i think hover's around 2500 right now so yeah but boom Get on there, guys. So, um, if you release some stuff
0: and you're an in indie artist, check them out. That's cool. And definitely whenever I finish this thing I'm working on, I, I will probably release it there as well. Um, so related to streaming services, uh, my uh, Spotify actually expired because I had an older credit card attached to it that I got switched out. And it was kind of like a nice moment of, well, this is kind of an excuse to switch things up a bit. And, uh, uh, the little preface is Shelby has never used Spotify and doesn't w- really want to. So she's got Apple Music going. So um, that was the other part of this convenience was like, well, I'll save five bucks a month by doing the family plan there and uh, see if Apple has cleaned up their house at all in the past like three or four months. And uh, somewhat, I kind of have a little report here, but um, as for leaving Spotify, I wasn't unhappy with Spotify. I still love the Discover playlist. I'll still use it on the desktop. Um, but, uh, the mobile app was still kind of frustrating sometimes. And I think the main thing that bothered me with Spotify's mobile app is when you first launch it, it really wants to check if you're online and like update things before it lets you start moving around. And, uh, usually I'm launching cause I want to get to a song or something very quickly. And it's kind of like, hold on, buddy. I got to do my stuff first. Um, even if I was intending to play like some offline music or something, it was just like, it had to have its morning coffee before it would let me (laughs) get to it. And, uh, in that respect, I mean, that's a minor thing and it's usually not a big deal, but, um, it was annoying and it's still a complex interface. There's so many layers and I have to like back up so many times to get back to like the search button or anything like that. Um, but if you recall my complaints about Apple Music, that was kind of a shit show um, at launch. It was just a uh, way complex, um, buggy as hell, um, screwing up uploads. Like it was just kind of like, why did you launch this? This is a beta <laughs> at best. Um, And, uh, it seems like most of the worst stuff is gone. Like, uh, you know, I haven't had any bugs really. It seems to play stuff reliably, download stuff reliably. Um, you know, one of the things that was kind of amazingly not there at launch was a go-to artist or go-to album kind of button when you, if you're, if you're playing a radio or a a playlist and you're like, oh, I like this song. I want to see what else you're going to make me go search for them. So they, they have that button now. Um, but there are still some, some things they need. And, uh, I, have made a little list here. Um, they need collaborative playlists. I can make a playlist and share it, but there's no way for me to make a public playlist or, um, add people to who are also authorized to add songs. Um, I hope they get there. Um, obviously iTunes is a, is a big mess of too many things. And my hope is long term they just break out a music app that's completely separate. Um, I did. I guess Apple's not ready to do that. Um, the other thing that's sort of annoying sometimes is, uh, Apple apparently just streams at full quality or there's one toggle in the settings to go back to like, you know, use a lower quality version. But I liked on Spotify, uh, with premium, you could really finely tune like, yeah, give me the 96 Kbps when I'm on mobile or when I'm on cellular. And, uh, similarly, you can... Or is it only the downloads where you get that choice?
1: I think you only get that with downloads. I'm checking it out right now. But um, with Apple, so, what is the low, uh, the low quality? Is that 128? So is that it doesn't
0: less? tell you. So ah, it's just that's setting. a setting. <laughs> it just says whether or not you want full quality or, or, ah. or lower quality stream.
1: So on Spotify on the desktop, you also only have a toggle, which I think bums it up from 128 to 320. And thank you for reminding me because it was turned off for some reason. Uh, maybe it's something they also turn <laughs> off every time you update so they save a little <laughs> bit more bandwidth I mean I'm paying oh, for this, I want it <laughs>
0: um, yeah and then uh, uploading your own files um, I've found that uh, iTunes slash whatever their their sto- their iCloud library is what they call it um, it seems to be very picky about format and I'm not talking about like oh my FLAC files won't go but it's more like even MP3s that I can play in OS X, that I can play on my phone, that I can play in QuickTime. For some reason, when iTunes tries to add them to iCloud Library, it goes, I don't like this. I can't do this. (laughs) And so I don't know what encoder settings it hates or something where it decides you're not good enough. I'm not letting you into the library. (laughs) And so that's annoying because it's some of my own songs or some of like my brother's songs. like It's not like some... Napster era MP3 that I'm still holding <laughs> on to. Um the last thing that's kind of annoying about Apple Music still is uh they have both a heart and a star for different situations. And I don't know why you need more than one. Um the well, heart do they is They do different things? Ah, they do do different things. Uh, I just said do do. Um the heart is a love button which you would think would collect it into some auto-generated playlist of songs you love, but it doesn't. You have to manually create a smart playlist to gather those. That's dumb. Um, but then also the star is only when you're on radio stations, it means play more like this. So it's sort of like, that should be a thumbs up. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) Um, I guess you'd still have multiple icons, but heart and star feel more like the same thing. And thumbs up would feel like a different thing. Um, so anyway, it's i'm I'm back on the apple music um not, I wouldn't call it bandwagon, but I'll be using it for a while, and I'll probably leave if it if it bothers me too much. I just checked the Spotify app, so on mobile, um you had the option for
1: streaming, which is automatic quality, normal, high, and extreme. I would say normal is probably the one hundred twenty eight but I don't know if what's high and extreme.
0: it might be ninety six even.
1: I, I hope it's 128, 192, and 320. You're probably um, right. But what I'm missing here is the option to tell it like, okay, if I'm on on my mobile data plan, please use low or normal. And if I'm at home, please use extreme. But you can only set one option, which is automatic. And I hope it's that's what it does. Like yeah. Put it on uh, normal when I'm on, on the move and um, when I'm at home or on Wi-Fi at least. Put it at high or you know, extreme. Yeah. And but yeah, in, for the download, you can set then three uh, options, normal, high, and extreme.
0: In practice, that's something I really thought Spotify does well, is uh, when I'm uh, randomly traveling around Denver, there's little patches of bad cellular signal. And Spotify was kind of a champ at, it. I never noticed, it would keep playing whatever caching yeah. or, or smart playback it just worked and apple tv is a little more noticeable like a little more often where it's like i can't go to the next song till you're back (laughs) back in the mesh so um a lot of words to say very little but (laughs) here we are i
1: I remember driving uh to to the eastern part of germany uh, on the autobahn where there's also patches where of course there is nothing there like no signal but I never really had problems with Spotify on those on long drives. So, yeah, they must be doing something right. Um, w- one more thing, I would, w- I, am asking a lot of Spotify every day. Like, no week goes by without me asking Spotify on Twitter to implement some kind of feature. Um, what I really wish right now they could implement is a toggle, so I could default to adding a song to the queue when I click on it. So so many times it's happened to me i'm listening to a song i'm halfway through a song and i want want to add another song to the queue well you have to kind of hit those little three button uh, yeah. uh, those little three dots that side the kebab. Menu. yeah the kebab <laughs> menu and if you miss that by a millimeter the new song will play instantly and then i have to go back <laughs> it's such to a buzz the other kill song. when you yeah you're enjoying a song and you yeah and like 90% of the time, I just want to add things to my queue because I'm listening to things anyway. Only the first song that I select, I want to play right away and everything else just has to queue up behind that. So, um, I'm used to that because I used Fuba for such a long time and I'm um, on the desktop. I'm already used to like right clicking on it, but you always miss that little kebab menu because you don't really know what the hitbox is on that. It looks really weird when you, when you click on it, at least on Android. I don't know if that happens on, on,
0: uh ios yeah can you long press i guess that's who has time for a long press but. yeah that's
1: that's the thing um i don't have time for long press i don't have half a second maybe i have to get used to that um <laughs> and one other thing is i'll try to remind myself to suspend my spotify subscription like at the end of the month Uh because i also got a promo code for google play music for i think three months for free and I really want to give that a try. Um at least for the reason that they also have this option I think where you can upload your own mm-hmm. stuff. Your own, yeah, great. I want that. I really want that. I want to I don't <laughs> want to have to sync my phone anymore. For the last weeks I've been looking for a new player for Android that also plays from my from Dropbox or Drive. Yeah. But um Every player that does that also misses another feature that I want that I have to use. Like one of them didn't have gapless playback, which sucks, which I think every player should have. So maybe I'm going to try that then for three months. You could
0: try Apple Music. (laughs) No, (laughs) never. (laughs) What are you, Kanye? Um, Uh, uh, One other UI difference I want to bring up is uh, whether or not the album art, like when you're looking at the current playing song. Whether swiping on that moves to the next track or not, in Apple music, it does not. You have to go find the the next song button, uh, and I'm actually kind of torn because there's times I've been messing in Spotify, and I accidentally swipe song and go, "Oh, <laughs> but then that's really nice, like if you're in the car and your your phone's mounted on a dashboard, you don't have to distract yourself. you can just say, yeah. get the next song." <laughs>
1: yeah also uh, all your um yeah stereo your radio has bluetooth connections so the buttons on the radio also skip that's yeah. what I, i'm glad that mine does that so i can just skip there.
0: so it whether this is an, an apple iphone api problem or a it's probably the car manufacturer's fault the forward back buttons work with the native music app on iphone mm. but spotify it does not and so okay. it could also be Spotify's fault. Um, I don't know where in the API chain someone. Well, at up. least on Android, I've noticed
1: that there, there seems to be some API that's very general. So if I'm listening to Spotify to player pro or Google play or even a podcast app, like the pause
0: button works for everything. And mm-hmm. so there, there's no problems with that. I, I think what happens is the car manufacturers, at least in the US, they, they implemented like iPod specific like 10 yeah. year ago. <laughs> um, things and i'm looking forward to in a a year or two when i get a new car this could be a whole topic on its own but uh, getting a car play compatible android auto compatible dashboard so that all the fanciness is at my fingertips (laughs) next up um i i just
1: found that image someone on my my facebook feed shared it with me because i mean facebook is basically just your personal nine gag from now on (laughs) If you're right now in a place where you can't hit up our show notes on sunrise robot, not that slash bits and pieces slash 49. It's a picture of a guy sitting on a mixing desk um with the text above. Then I pan one guitar on the left and the other on the right. And then below that, you see a couple listening on one headphone each or one earbud each to that song. And both of them only getting like the left or the right speaker mix <laughs> on the right channel and the left channel. and i thought yes um i see that sometimes like on the train and i always cringe a little bit thinking like man you're missing stuff you're missing stuff but then most people who do this don't care really or they probably listen to music where it's all about the vocals and the vocals are center so it doesn't matter anyway
0: yeah Yeah, i I was writing it down as in the stock photo couples defense the the kind of music (laughs) they're probably listening to rarely hard pans and bass vocals and the drums like almost all the drums are going to be right smack dab in the middle um or you know panned like 20 percent, so it's still partly in the other ear um but yeah it's funny me but it kind of made me think like well let's make this a real topic anyway so um does the potential that people listen this way or any other strange way of listening uh do you ever think about that when you're mixing or you know make decisions about how to pan things Um, based on that Usually no, because, um, there are so many weird ways
1: to listen to something. You can't make a mix work on all of those. So you should work or, or you should think about the optimal situation that somebody has at least both channels in front of them or right next to their ears. Um, so be it speakers or headphones or earbuds. So I think that's the minimum requirement that we can work with. Um, so nobody should complain like, man, I want to be able to listen to this on one earbud. <laughs> well put your player on mono and it should work then um so at least two speakers should be available um i would never force anyone to mix in surrounds on anything um but then i i really make a lot of use of stereo like um really noticeable stereo um now i mostly mix on headphones which uh makes my stereo field uh Sound a little bit different than if I were only mixing on speakers. And I know that. I know that there are some problems with that, which is why I always check on speakers. But, uh, in general, I like to use a lot of stylistic devices that are really stereo, like double tracking things and, and, um, like tremolo, st- like a stereo tremolo, things moving about a lot. And, um, I, I get the feeling that if you only listen to my stuff on mono or only on one speaker, you do miss some stuff. That, that is not really crucial to the whole composition, but it's, it's that little something. And I wouldn't want to listen to it without those effects. So, um, that's just my, yeah, th- that's just me. But, um, uh, yeah, I really want a lot of stereo in my mix. And if I don't get that, I'm not happy. And, um, since I won't be DJing in any club soon where they, uh, where a lot of clubs use mono PAs, um, yeah, I'm just going to ignore that whole world. Um, People are not gonna sample my stuff and put it in any stuff uh or any songs that are mono, so yeah, I don't have to worry about that um except for maybe uh if it's played on the radio, which will also never happen, but even then, I've got radio mixes of all my songs which are specifically made a little bit safer and shorter, very, very short <laughs> compared to the original length so uh yeah, for that one special case where some radio stations broadcast of the it fall falls back to mono. Um, I have some special files or some special versions, but the general listener should be listening on stereo. Yeah.
0: No, I'm with you. I mean, I I obviously test my mixes out in the car and everywhere else and through a phone and through a laptop, and um, you just want to make sure it's not heinous. But then, obviously, you optimize for the the dedicated listener who's got headphones or a, a good set of speakers. And, uh, or at least speakers to begin with. Yeah. At least speakers, (laughs) you know, through their, their sound bar. Um, I, I mean, the only other environment like you might think about is if, well, I mean, you wouldn't actually, but, uh, you know, restaurants or coffee shops where it's like some random speaker attached to a ceiling in the corner (laughs) and you you can't do anything. I mean, basically it's going to be mono for everyone in that place. Um, yeah but then again the kind of music you would play on those
1: speakers in a cafe um would usually be some s- something that's very yeah subdued like calm and and in the background or as I like to call it Ableton live music um whenever we're like in a cafe or something and it's playing this um kind of minimalistic electronic stuff which is very loopy i always think like uh, this sounds like a demo song in Ableton live like yeah. uh, no offense um to Ableton but all their, um, demos and videos when, they, whenever they show a new feature, it all sounds so boring and <laughs> cafe music. So there's, I always call it A music. I have they to find an example of that.
0: They need to find an abandoned warehouse to demo their new features in. <laughs> <then. laughs>
1: yeah, that at least gets some reverb on their music then. Um, but, uh, yeah, so the kind of stuff you play on there, I mean, it's different. Um, I, I couldn't see my music then again being played on like those speakers in a cafe
0: and there's just no point in trying to optimize for it because every single cafe and restaurant is going to have some differently terrible setup for where their speaker is and there's there's no way you're going to make something unless you just strictly mix in mono but nah nah i i wonder
1: if people or if if there are some major releases in the in the last few years that kind of optimize the music to be played on on cell phone speakers uh, because I sometimes use that so I don't have to have my PC running just to have Spotify mm-hmm. in the background when I'm like studying or something. Um, but that man, there's so many people walking around listening to their music on their speakers. Um, without yeah. trying to point too many fingers, it's mostly hip hop and R&B. Um, so I really wonder if there are, uh, if some of those releases or mixes have been made so it works better on those speakers because a lot of people are doing that. Um, I would say no because at the same time, those people like to use subwoofers and they do want some bass. Um, <laughs> they either want way really too much ge- or I'm none. really generalizing <laughs> the hip hop audience right now. I, I just realized. Um, but yeah, the, a lot of people just listening on their speakers, and I mean, the the, the newer kind of phones, they they have some built in EQ, um, ways to to. I think enhance it a little bit. So you think there is some bass in there when it's really not like you think there's some fundamental frequencies, which actually don't really, or they, they're not really reproduced by the speakers. So, um, like on my new phone, it, it's not that bad listening on speakers. I wouldn't do it if I had another choice or if I had my PC running anyway, but, um,
0: Usually, still sounds okay. It's just that context. Like you're doing something else, and you just want a, something in the background. That's fine, right? So tell me about the Seaboard Rise keyboard. Yeah,
1: this is something we skipped when we talked about all those devices on uh, at Nam. Um, it's a keyboard that has existed for I think a year or two already, and they now came out with a slightly bigger version. I think it's now 69 keys. Um, what are the steps on that? Yeah, I think it's 69. Uh, or is it forty nine? It's forty nine sixty one is
0: usually what 61, I see.
1: Sixty one, yeah, that that's the one. Forty nine sixty one. Um, so we we talked about the touché last week or two weeks ago rather, um, which was this touch sensitive device you could swipe on it, and this is basically this in keyboard form, like every key has um multi-touch i guess or it's velocity sensitive it has after touch you can just press it and release it slowly again and it does all those things that you'd expect it to do and you can slide across it and the, the the main feature that i liked about it as well is that um finally you can do a vibrato on a keyboard which is something I always do when I play something and I want a little bit of vibrato in there. I start like twitching my finger as if I was playing a guitar and then I just know that's not how it works. So I have to grab the modu- uh, modulation wheel uh, on the left side. Um, but finally you get a vibrato on the key itself, which is, I guess, so, I, I believe so important if you're playing anything with a sound that's like not a piano sound not necessarily, but, um, like a synth sound that's like a lead or or solo sound some life into it yeah and just for that reason i would love to have one of those but then um i mean i've never tried it i would love to try it but the fact that it's this soft surface like the keys aren't really hard and solid
0: um, like hills or lumps or almost like an irrigated like plowed field
1: (laughs) Yeah, I, I don't know if I would really like that feel for everything. So I could see myself only using it for those sounds where I really want to have this modulation capabilities. Um, I, I really enjoy having hard keys to hit that really always, always respond the same way. I mean, there are different kinds of keys, like weighted, half weighted keys. Um, but I, I don't know if I could get used to really soft keys everywhere for everything, yeah. but.
0: Yeah, it, it's a little trade-off that you make, but I think it comes down to taste. Well, that was my same question was like, uh, the same thing about trading in piano keys for the expressiveness. And, you know, I, I imagine someday we will get far enough away from real pianos that someone will invent some other arrangement of keys that is better. Maybe, but pian- the, the setup of piano keys, I think is pretty great. And, uh, you know, I mean this isn't the same arrangement. It's just not keys, um not physical independent keys. Um but but nonetheless, um it, it's almost like a user experience degradation while gaining new ability. So it is that trade-off and I I I'm just speculating. I mean I'd have to really play with it to know if yeah. it was totally worth it. Uh it's definitely expensive.
1: Um let, let me just oh, price again. Um I'm, I'm going to check my retailer
0: here in Germany that I always go to, um, which always has that welcome page that I hate. Uh, and it can't just be the seaboard. It's the seaboard, all caps R- rise. Yeah. Ah, oh, there we go. Rolling seaboard C- rise. Come on. Give me
1: the search. There we so go. It's, I've got the 49 key version right here. It's
0: 1,300 euros. Okay. The 25 key version is $800. Yeah. Yeah, once again, dollars and euros, they just convert that. They're pretty close to the same um, yeah. most of the time. Uh, now
1: the 61 key that's at least right now on this page is $3,300. is insane. I, I will never spend that much on a keyboard ever. Yeah. That has to be some kind of price that thats they just set it here so they have it on the page. I don't believe they would sell it for that. I mean, if the 49 key version is like a third of that that nobody would nobody would pay triple the price for yeah. for 12 more keys.
0: i wouldn't spend 1500 on that let alone no, 3000
1: no. Um, <laughs> yeah um maybe beringer will soon make a budget version which will <laughs> suck
0: i uh, always count on them yeah. So, another story we have in our list tonight is, uh, tonight, whenever you're listening, uh, is, uh, it's possible SoundCloud might close. And, uh, apparently they haven't been able to find a business model even though everything is freemiumed up on their, on their service. Um, the one thing I've always, and we talked about this, uh, separately, that I've always really liked about SoundCloud is their comment, their like in-time commenting ability. Um, And I don't see many services that have that feature, but that's one thing I would miss if we lost SoundCloud. But uh, and maybe it's because I don't use SoundCloud very much. I am not that heartbroken if they go away. I mean, I I know there like some podcasts use it, and um, certain genres of music are really really uh, invested in the community of SoundCloud, but hasn't been the case for me. So it's like, oh well, some people lose. Do you use SoundCloud much these days? Not anymore, no. Um, I upload
1: some snippets every now and then. Um, but I really don't use it anymore. I put, I put my stuff there just to have it there. Like my EP is on there, but I don't care if anybody listens on SoundCloud or not. Um, I'm really not invested in the community anymore since I've realized that it's one big sausage party everybody just wants to comment <laughs> on your stuff so you listen back to their stuff and they yeah. didn't really listen to your stuff to begin with which is uh, something where I, as as much as i like the comment system um it helps like faking those real comments where they just put it somewhere in the on the waveform where it seems like something is happening so yeah. um i remember i got a comment that um I don't know the exact comment, but it was something akin to, uh, wow, what a great guitar solo. And the guitar solo happened one minute later in the song. So, yeah. um, obviously that person and either completely missed clicked or, um, yeah, didn't listen to begin with uh, and then just assumed there was a solo in there because it was a rock song. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, the real example was a little different, but it was something to, to, to that, uh, something similar to that. Um, yeah, so I, I never really got into the community aspect of SoundCloud. I know that I know a bunch of people who use it to discover new music and they are all, uh, very sad that SoundCloud might go away. Um, so they are the pure listeners. So they are, they exist on SoundCloud, but (laughs) I don't see them existing all that much. Um, at least I haven't really noticed it. Um, it's kind of an anonymous platform. I mean, of course Spotify, who, I don't know who listens to me on Spotify. It's also very anonymous, but, um, I always felt like the community, wasn't that tight there it's just that every once in a while you see like a big track by a big artist which got two thousand comments and then below that there is a
0: track almost as good with no comments yeah and like radioheads rejected bond song obviously yeah. million listens and comments yeah um
1: the group's feature i I don't know if it's still being used by people, but it's uh, yeah people just spam their music in groups and then nothing happens um it's not like people listen to it more than if you didn't do it so um yeah i think there's a lot of flaws with the platform um so it's it's kind of in in the functionality it's a little bit like the youtube of sound i mean you just pop something on there that you get finished stuff you get great production then you have some stupid stuff on there some some very bad music on there um it's kind of like youtube in that sense um but yeah, they never really managed to monetize it in a real way. Um, the only way that I always saw is that they try to get you to buy Pro or Premium or whatever they call it. I yeah. think that there are like
0: some—it's t- uh, a tier system. Pro right. it's and much- Pro Unlimited. It's yeah. So either seven or fifteen bucks a month, which that's always kind of blew my mind about uh, the podcasts that run on SoundCloud. Um, presumably, unless they release very infrequently um, and shorter episodes. Um, they would need the unlimited option. We definitely would. There's no way we could release like we do on, on their yeah. smaller plans. And 15 bucks a month is, unless you really love some features of SoundCloud, in my opinion, way overpaying yeah, what you should. Of- I mean, unless you have a big show, you could just use crappy, any hosting. You could probably yeah. just use GitHub pages for your podcast and be fine. Um, so it's interesting. Yeah.
1: So so for those who don't know if you have a free account on on SoundCloud you can basically upload 2 hours of audio and uh yeah if that's if that's used up and you want to upload something more um you have to delete some old stuff to practically make space again um I I don't know if it's still those 2 hours but I think, I think it's uh, 3
0: hours cuz it okay. says that pro doubles it and pro has 6 hours.
1: Okay. So it used to be 2 hours then. Yeah. Okay. So I've got right now 51 minutes left. And, uh, I mean, that's one album. So if you have two albums, you are all okay. Let's say three albums. You can put three albums on there and you're close to the three hour mark, which is not nothing, but, um, the, the, all the other features like those analytics and just as with Baboom, but a little bit more annoying. They always wanted like, wanted you to pay. And I also think that. Those seven bucks were a lot. And then they tried some advertising, which I personally never saw. Um, so I'm I'm really not surprised that this is the story now that they might go bankrupt or that, yeah, they have 44 millions in losses. Um, but another thing is that, okay, so we both don't really make use of it. Uh, some people do. A lot of them are going to flock back to Beatport. Um, but Let's imagine like another platform going away. Let's imagine Bandcamp going away. That would be um, a huge
0: loss. That would be, that very would be sad. a huge
1: loss. Like with SoundCloud, you can put your stuff somewhere else. I mean, on Bandcamp, you can put all your finished stuff, and then maybe you can put your demos on there. I mean, I practically put demos on there because I don't put the finished, final, final version on there. Um, <laughs> but then, if Bandcamp went away, I don't know. I, I would have to go completely to, over to louder. Which is kind of similar, so um, I mean Bandcamp has some competition in that sense. Um, yeah, I mean we've got a tons of streaming services. If at some point, I mean Pandora closed recently. Oh, it was Pandora, right? Uh,
0: they were maybe going to be bought. I don't remember I, the story okay. there. Um, Rhapsody. Ba- oh wait, no. no one cares. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot of streaming services.
1: Um, at least Bandcamp has louder as the competition. But yeah, what will replace SoundCloud? That's the, that's the question. And whatever replaces SoundCloud in a similar fashion, won't they face the same problems in the end? Like obviously the SoundCloud model for some reason didn't work out. Um, now it could be for reasons that they, they, they did their pro plan, um, in a wrong way that people didn't want to buy it. They didn't really put advertising on there to make up, uh, to make up for the lost money. So. If I now came along and said, I want to make the new SoundCloud, what would I do, have to do differently so I don't end up in the same situation that SoundCloud's in now?
0: I, I don't know. Um, I did find an article, Pandora's actually rebounded and stock is enthusiastic now. So enthusiastic. Yeah. The, the <laughs> stock popped. So <laughs> that's a great article. band
1: name, enthusiastic stocks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, we're going to keep an eye on that story.
0: If I Um, figure out how to save SoundCloud, I'll make a Medium post.
1: (laughs) And then post it on Twitter. Yeah. Before we get into our picks of the week, we have no other choice but to talk about Kanye. We need to talk about Kanye.
0: Oh, Kanye West. People don't say his West name anymore. (laughs) Um, Kanye famous for saying that George Bush doesn't like black people. He doesn't um, care about black people. D- during her Maybe he thing. likes them,
1: but he doesn't care about them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like you, but I don't care about you. <laughs> Said by very empathetic people. So yeah, apparently Kanye has a new album and there's been a, a lot of nonsense going on uh, about releasing this thing. And I don't even know where to start. You've got a list. So why don't you run down yeah. your list of insanity?
1: <laughs> I, t- I tried to make a list of what exactly are the cliff notes of this situation. So... Kanye releases an album and he releases it only on Tidal. That's the first point. Life of sale Pablo. First, right. uh, yeah, it's called The Life of Pablo and you can only find it on Tidal. He said it himself, my album will never ever be on Apple and it will never be on sale. You can only get it on Tidal. And uh, if we remember correctly, Tidal is like the premium service of streaming services. They want you to stream um lossless and they want you to pay more because it all goes to the artist it's a fair platform and you have to kneel in if you want to do a signature to be part of it um so <laughs> yeah. madonna call back to madonna there um then the album doesn't release on time so people paid for it and so the day it should be released um, like title got all the money from those people and the album didn't really release it was just like a partial release
0: i i believe like a few songs yeah. were on there but not completely And people flooded the forums yeah to demand money back or complain yeah and um so
1: after that or uh, while that was happening i i couldn't find the tweet again but kanye tweeted something to the ve- avail of um yeah it's unfinished i'm gonna finish the album now and uh yeah the, that one tweet i'm a fix wolves. Um which I, I really didn't understand until I saw that there is a song called Wolves on the Album. So yeah. Um apparently the album wasn't really finished until close to release, or maybe even after the release, the, the release date, let's call it like that. Um so yeah, that's the next strike. Um The album cover. Uh you you said something uh you said it a little bit more eloquently than I could oh. ever
0: so yeah, I made a call out to uh, uh, Michel Foucault, the French uh, philosopher, um, who articulated this idea of the author function. And so, um, to get a little nerdy for a second with my lit criticism, um, the idea behind that is is kind of like Roland Barthes' idea of the death of the author, where um, the the person's name attached to a piece of writing. Is, uh, kind of irrelevant to the meaning of that thing because the meaning happens with the reader. But what Foucault added to that is, well, actually the person's name has a very important function that he called the author function, um, that means things and, and signals things. And it's not that the author's intention matters, but it's that the name people attach weight and meaning to. And so I was, you know, being needlessly clever to say that this is a shitty album cover, but because it's Kanye, it's significant. It's, it's kind of like, um, I don't know how self-aware he is about it, but it's kind of like Andy Warhol making shitty art because he's challenging what art is or whatever. You know, a lot of the modernist kind of movements like that. Um, but I, I'm not placing this album cover on the level of that stuff. Um, it's just like, it looks like someone made it in MS Paint or Windows Movie Maker. Or oh, what? yeah maybe even powerpoint and there's already some generator, some online album <laughs> pablo album art generators which we should find a link to um yeah. where you write your own little you know five or six words and upload some shitty jpegs and it'll <laughs> arrange them the same way ah, got it i'm gonna put
1: that in the show notes so we got the original album cover in the show notes and the the generator which also displays the uh the actual album art if you don't input anything
0: yeah so I I was kind of feeling like no one would give any shits about this album cover. It would just be some stupid artist. Why did they make that? They clearly don't know what they're doing. Except it's Kanye, so now it's controversy and it's <laughs> clever. He's turning everything on its head. Look at him go. And I don't I don't know. Well the thing is, um, if all of that is planned, which at some point
1: I actually believed um that all of this is like one big publicity stunt. Um including the thing that I'm going to talk about next, um, I feel like he wouldn't have gotten that much shit on it. So there was then a Twitter rant, a very, very long Twitter rant. Um, if you are in the mood, check out Kanye's Twitter. Um, it's borderline insane. Um, so the the key point is that apparently he's in debt for like 53 million dollars. Um, in personal debt. I think that he's actually stated like that. And, um, yeah, he's in some real problems now. Um, I wonder, I, I, I believe I read somewhere that all this debt comes from his, uh, from all the side ventures that he's having, like the fashion he's doing and some other stuff. And, um, his, is all his plans, like he's investing in some projects on the side. I mean, obviously his music is successful, but it seems like all his other projects are like, yeah, man. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna make use of that or he's gonna buy that who are you um, wearing it's kanye yeah. <laughs> um i'm I'm trying to find it here so he made like a plan or like a business structure of like projects which uh um uh steve colbert also made fun of uh was it steve colbert or was it the, the the new daily show uh, i
0: don't remember trevor um, noah
1: yeah maybe or maybe trevor noah from the daily show um, I'm trying to find it right now. Um, have I posted it on 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 our Slack? I, I really re- I want to read some of that. I see a it's,
0: picture of Kanye next to Ben Carson.
1: <laughs> so yeah, it's this long Twitter end where he's actually asking Mark Zuckerberg for money, uh claiming like, "Man, you've got the money. You you can open a school in Africa, but man, you got to help me." Um, <laughs> um, so. The first thing is you wouldn't ask the founder of, um, Facebook about something on Twitter when he's not on Twitter, because obviously he's not on Twitter. Um, and it's, he also man. reached out to, I think Larry Page of Google to ask, <laughs> asking for money. But most importantly, he asked everybody to pitch in and he asked everybody, please for all music lovers, please subscribe to Tidal. I decided not to sell my album for another week. Please subscribe to Tidal.
0: Oh man. I need to find a picture now because there was a picture someone shared on Facebook of there was like a bum, there was like a crowd of people nearby and there was Kanye and it was labeling all of them like, this person's $20,000 in college debt, Kanye's minus $53 million. this other guy is, you know, he's like his new smartphone in debt. And then the bum was like, has $7 in his pocket. He's, he's actually in the black. <laughs> so, um, I... Um,
1: yeah, so all of this depth probably comes from all the side ventures and he posted this plan, this graphic, uh, of a structure of a company, a communications company called Donder. And, uh, it's the categories of influence organizational chart. <laughs> and, um, I don't know who said it, but it, it seems like, uh, if a little child, a small child like makes an elaborate plan for a treehouse. And yeah, I'm going to put a, a 20 inch uh, or like 50 inch TV on, on that side. And we're going to put a, uh, a mini bar on that side on in a treehouse. Um, so, uh, some of those categories are internet, one page destination, e-commerce, web books, luxury <laughs> cloud service, laptop apps, mobile apps, messaging, <laughs> luxury search engine, <laughs> luxury search. And engine. then we've got this other category. <laughs> this other category hospitality hotels restaurant retail spas so he's basically just listing stuff from uh different branches and nobody knows what he's really going what he's really trying to say with that is that like i want to make a company that does all that well good luck with your fifty-three billions in debt um I, I really, what what is it all about? What is that all about? I'm trying to find a, a high resolution picture, but until then, I'm going to link this in the show notes. It's, just, <laughs> it's still readable, but it's really not the best quality. Um, yeah, as you said, it's a complete shit show. Um, I really don't know anymore what this guy is about to do next. Um, at this point, I really believe that this is not an act that. He has some serious issues, not, not only monetary issues. Um, people can tell me all, uh, as much as they want that, uh, there's, there's some genius in his music. Um, I, I don't like the music because it's just not the style that I listen to. I'll never, t- I'll never say that it's shitty music. Um, it's just the music that I don't like. And I really can't tell you about the value because I don't really listen to it. I don't enjoy it. I, I don't want to listen to it. Um, but other than that, this whole personality thing, like I've never, he's never been sympathetic to me, Yeah, probably never will be. And this whole thing, even if it's an act or maybe especially if it's, if it's all an act, like, ah, man, just stop it. Just be real. Like, (laughs) man, be real. Keep it, keep it real. And he's not either, either he's not keeping it real or he's keeping it too real. And I, yeah, I just don't. No. no yeah
0: yeah I, I i'm not usually someone that complains too much about like that pop star has too much undue attention or something or like yeah. they, they really aren't deserving this much atten- but um i don't know like people swear and i've heard people more like his first albums were so great and innovative and i get he's doing mashups and he's he's had some interesting collaborations and um I don't particularly love his music either, but I see that there's a lot of creativity in it. Um, oh, yeah. but man, the, the marketing, the, the PR, whatever you want to call what happens outside of the albums, I just can't stand it. I don't, I don't like, I don't care to follow the news about it. It's just like annoying distraction. It's almost as annoying as the Kardashians, which is, uh, interesting to point out that has he gone crazy because he's mingled with them? <laughs> Married to one of them. Um,
1: one thing that I can say is that when you read some of those lyrics, which we are not gonna read on this show now, um, <laughs> we don't sense, you we usually don't censor ourselves on, on this particular show, but I'm not gonna read this paragraph. But if you want to read something, um, yeah, I would almost borderline say R rated, like R rated lyrics. Uh, his song Father Stretch My Hands, part one, featuring Kid Cutie, um, he collaborated with Ratatat. Um, yeah, there are some lines in there. I'm not going to read those on the show. Uh, I read those and I thought, man, um, so if that's what we're going for nowadays, um, like, uh, I felt really old that I kind of complained about those lyrics. Get off my lawn. <laughs> yeah. Um, I really don't have a problem with those kind of lyrics, but I'm just, um, surprised that an artist of that size would employ such, lyrics. like, Death Grips. No I wouldn't be surprised if that was some Death Grips lyrics but
0: not Kanye. <laughs> yeah. Kanye wants you to stop assuming what he's like. do whatever he wants. <laughs> um, should we pick the week it up? Yeah, we should pick up the week it up. <laughs> I think you should go first. All right.
1: Um so my pick of the week is Sebastian Shula. Um, with the song weeping willow and it's just so lovely and sad and it, it hurts in just the right ways um <laughs> it came up in i believe one of my yeah it was a discovery playlist once again Spotify's edit added again um so uh i'm just gonna play a short sample of that song So when that song came on, i i was I was studying. I was actually just listening to my phone. and It was in the background, but that song came on, and I had to focus on it because it just grabbed me right away. And uh, sound wise, what I find interesting is that I I think that it kind of sounds like the knot twist playing a song written by a blonde redhead. Like I fi- I feel like the composition is in that realm, but the the performance and his vocals, like his dry vocals that are really calm and and yeah really quiet mm-hmm. almost it's kind of like the knot twist in a sense um and i listened to more of this guy uh, all the whole album happiness i'm gonna link uh, in the show notes i'm gonna link to the whole album um uh, but the song is called weeping willow really give that one a listen it's just beautiful and sad and you know i love that
0: yeah, so what do you think of the song? Oh, it was lovely. And uh the I I can definitely hear the no-twist kind of reference. Not again, not to belittle what someone has done by referencing something, but um even the like acoustic strumming contrasted by moody electronics is kind of a, a no-twist kind of bread and butter kind of thing. And uh you know, there's a couple little touches that really stood out to me that made what was already a great listening experience like make, you know, like makes you start bobbing your head or something. And that's uh, around three minutes in, this tambo starts striking every other measure, or so. Oh, and you love your tambo. I, I love my tambo strikes. And uh, that just made me happy. And then there's also uh, later in the song, kind of this, it's almost like the Silent Hill soundtrack, like a very much a, a tremolo um, melody that comes in. And uh, it, it matches uh, this, this, uh, quote, off-key note that he teeter-totters onto with his melody too. Um, and so I, I just found all that really delightful. And, um, you know, the song's like five minutes and it doesn't, you don't even notice. It just floats through and you, you're just on the journey with it. Yeah, the tremolo piano, I, I believe, it, or at least it sounds to me, if I were to
1: try to replicate that, I think I would just, uh, put an arpeggiator in front of a piano VST, in front yeah. of a piano uh, instrument. So it kind of sounds like it's just jumping between those octaves really quickly, like in 30 second notes. So, uh, I really love that effect. So expect that in a song by me. Soon. <laughs>
0: well, and that's why I had to reference Silent Hill because they do a lot yeah. of that. Like, yeah, usually with guitars. So what was your pick of the week? So my pick of the week was an artist that doesn't need like promotional help, but this song just latched onto me and I just could not stop listening to it. And it's, you know, it's about five years old. It's not even a new song. Um, but this is, uh, Cruel by Saint Vincent. And, uh, you know, I would describe like the core of the song is kind of a tight little, like there's, there's very snappy drums and there's these arpeggio, like glitchy digital sounds. And uh, her voice is always very like angelic and sweet and like long notes. Um, but then there's all these layers that swarm in and swoop in at different times that just add so much interest. And it's like the core of the song's already very good, but then there's all this like weird stuff that gets brought in, and uh, it's just lovely. So let's listen to some Saint Vincent. Um, you know, at first glance, I'd almost be tempted to compare it to LCD Sound System. Um, some of his songs, but she brings so much of herself into it that it becomes kind of a whole other thing. Like I, I could hear him, you know, the very dancey beat, the very like chippy, um, kind of thing. Um, what did you make of this song? I liked it, and I believe I liked
1: it because it wasn't my first listen. Um, I remember getting that song on the Spotify radio Last of M radio or something before. And I didn't, yeah, it had to grow on me. I didn't really like it the first time. Maybe it's because, um, that main melody, that, that fuzzy guitar that came in and, uh, during the end of that sample. At first I didn't like it, but now I do. And I don't know what changed. Um, but <laughs> even if I don't like it, I enjoy that, um, that you have such a pop song, but the main hook melody is played by like a fuzz guitar. Which doesn't happen all that often. Um, I mean, of course, there are guitars in pop music, but it's usually that the main hook is either just vocal melody or at least some kind of synth. Um, what I also noticed that now that I listen to it on headphones is that song has a lot of stuff going on, panned high up right and hard left. Um, a lot of stereo going on and all of this, like it makes it sound a little bit imbalanced, not in a bad way that it mix it's mixed imbalance, but, um, yeah I, I would describe this song or the sound of the song as kind of invasive like the sound design of everything like hard hitting and staccato going left and right and and um yeah I mean it, it's a it kind of heavy rhythm for such a pop song and also like all those deliberate dissonances like the chord changes and the progression that it's all very bold and all that As a package, I think sounds very invasive. And I think that Mm -hmm. also comes back to the theme of the song that you noted down here.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, Annie Clark has described that the album is kind of exploring the, you know, the cruel to be kind. Like, what are these morally difficult situations where you kind of need to do a bad or ugly thing for a good reason? Um, and, and this song in particular, which is called Cruel, in um, the video is also worth checking out, um, kind of documents um, unsettling. It's a very unsettling video. Um, she's very blank faced the whole time. And uh, it, it appears that she's been kidnapped to sort of become a mother of sorts. And she's uh, just slowly um, disrespected and attacked and eventually literally buried by this uh, family that has... Uh, taken her hostage. And so, you know, metaphorically, it's kind of like all the, the uh, subtle cruelties inflicted on women, um, I, if, to generalize probably way too much. But, um, you know, I, I just found that thematically, the fact that that ties so well into what you're describing as invasive, like, you know, I, I, I said the core of the song is kind of this like snippy, snappy, like electronic, um, almost, you dare say like happy sounding music. And, uh, the the invasive stuff is almost even more happy and it kind of contributes to like this like plastic fake like <laughs> you better smile and be happy about this even though it's awful um and so they're, they're, one of my favorite aspects of the song is like this almost like a disney movie orchestra that like swoops in and plays over and often with a lot of dissonance over the main uh chord progression <laughs> and it's just it's just cool i don't know i really enjoy it yeah it's it i think it's just it's uh set out to make a statement
1: and it it just works in every aspect of the song in every aspect that flows in what all all of that that you just described like every stylistic device you can use to to uh, convey that message it's just it's just implemented in just the right way
0: and with that, we have the end of episode 49 of Bits and Pieces. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, be sure to check out our show notes on our website at sunriserobot.net slash bits and pieces slash 49. You can uh, find the life of Pablo album art generator <laughs> or uh, watch this creepy St. Vincent video um, or any of the other things we mentioned. Uh, while you're there, you might as well subscribe to our show. You can use iTunes or you can search in your favorite podcast app. Uh, if you don't have one, I would download Pocket Cast or Podcast Addict. Or if you're on an iPhone, uh, Overcast.fm is a great app. And then you could just search for Sunrise Robot or Bits and Pieces and you should be able to find us. Um, our website also has iTunes and RSS buttons, so that makes it easy too. Um me and Matt both love feedback, and we're both on Twitter. It's a great way to interact, tell us we're wrong, send us songs, all that <laughs> stuff. Uh, you can tweet at me. I'm at pseudo Michael, S-U-D-O Michael. And Matt, you are? At Echolox E-C-H-O-L-O-X. And if you really want to support what we're doing here at Sunrise Robot and with the Bits and Pieces show, uh, you can support us directly through Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash robot. Uh, you can pledge monthly toward our network, which helps us develop new shows and improve the quality of the ones we have, and we do have some things on the horizon that uh, I hope that we can share. Um, and with that, some special thanks to our top Patreon sponsors, Benji Robinson and Carolyn Kraut. Thank you guys so much, and we'll see you all next time. we yeah, got like almost an hour that time. Yeah. Kanye. Oh, Kanye.